1: culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020
0: with Neil Johnson on Vision.
1: Well, you might have seen the devastating footage on the news over the last few days of this uh, devastating earthquake in Morocco. Uh, The death toll is rising. There's at least uh, 3,000 that are confirmed dead and that uh, number may well rise yet. But uh, as we often see in situations like this, Christian relief agencies have rushed uh, into the disaster zone uh, to provide some assistance to this predominantly Muslim nation. And I've got a couple of uh, guests uh, on the line right now from Convoy of Hope who are amidst uh, that response. Uh, Joel Label the Australian Director of Convoy of Hope, is with me, and also Ethan Forhetz, the global spokesperson for Convoy as well. Good morning, gentlemen.
0: Good morning. Hey, Great to be with you. Good
1: to see you, mate. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, and obviously a very busy time for you at the moment with uh, yeah, Convoy just racing into... Uh, The disaster zone there. Ethan, give us an update. You're uh, based in the US and you've done a lot of, uh, I guess you've visited a lot of these sort of disaster zones uh, when different things have happened uh, over the years. So tell us what's happening right now. I mean, obviously it's only a few days since uh, the earthquake took place, but uh, what's been happening in these last few days in respect to the Convoy of Hope response?
0: Well, our team is well-versed at dealing with these sorts of disasters. We're, st- we're still working in Turkey and Syria following the earthquakes that happened there not long ago. Uh, so our team jumped into action as soon as the news came down that this was a very powerful earthquake that would likely take a lot of lives cause a lot of destruction and damage so our team began immediately getting on the phone with our partners and our people on the ground they're in the Morocco area uh, and started planning ways to be able to get the supply to the people things that they ba- they need the very basics at this point water and food and hygiene items and baby supplies tenting items because a lot so many people lost their homes that they need a place to stay temporarily so our team has been working on that immediately uh, then we have had a team just leave today uh, to head to Morocco so they're on the way they'll be there very shortly Uh, and at that time they'll start the paperwork process because when you go to a different country to render aid you have to go through a lot of paperwork you have to be set up to do that in that country so our team is going to hit the ground running they know where to go uh, to immediately get that paperwork done and then we start buying the supply we'll try to buy in Morocco if we can Uh, we'll buy in neighboring countries just to get that supply to the front lines of the disaster as quickly as possible.
1: And obviously, this isn't your first rodeo, uh, so to speak. So, you know, you do understand, I guess, some of the complexities because, you know, you are in an international nation. This is sort of, uh, for those that aren't aware, Morocco is sort of the northwest coast of Africa. Uh, So, it's it's an African nation, but it is obviously Arab and predominantly Muslim. So, you're dealing with a whole lot of different uh, contexts there, aren't you, as far as yeah, you, know, you want you're there to help and to do what you can but you need to obviously work within their structures
0: absolutely and our international team is very good at that respecting the the people where we're going so we try to give them food that matches the food that they're used to eating they don't want food from the united states that americans eat they want food that they're used to eating so as a way that we give them them hope and just show them dignity, we try to get food that they're used to eating that they can be very comfortable with. Because as we give them this food and and water and drinks and things like that, uh, we're giving them hope. We're trying to let them know that, that we love them and uh, that they're going to be able to get through this. But you're right. We've responded to a lot of disasters. Uh, this is number 67 so far this year what? that Convoy of Hope has responded to, both on the home front in America and uh, around the world. So our team is very good at dealing with this sort of thing. So they, like I said, they hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's a huge thing. It's 67 responses in a year. That's, you know, I mean, doing the quick maths, is something like two a week that you're responding to yeah. uh, just this year alone, which is amazing. Now, Joel, uh, coming to you, I mean, you're the Aussie director for Convoy of Hope. I mean, obviously, Convoy, we've spoken to you not that long ago about the response you know, locally, you know, with places uh, like Lismore, the the floods, different things that are going on. Um, how have you been a part of this response and is there an Aussie contingent going or is it more just providing a sort of, you know, behind the scenes support? What's happening from an Australian context?
2: Yeah, it's great, Robbo. I mean, we, uh, we've got a lot of work to do to create awareness of Convoy of Hope in Australia. And that usually happens through disasters, sadly, that's people are getting to know who we are. We do a lot more than just disaster response. So, our job really in Australia is to keep creating awareness. Um, You guys would be aware of the term donor fatigue, partner fatigue, compassion fatigue. And when you've had so many disasters, one after the other back to back, people are just, you could easily roll your eyes. One of the great things about faith is that you continually be prompted and motivated by compassion for people who are in, in situations worse than us. So, we're just trying to make sure that people who are listening on radio people who are in churches in the community and organizations that we don't lose heart and don't stop thinking about those who are hurting if we can rally response from here in australia for countries that are far away from us hopefully when we need it most those countries that are far away from us will also respond with kindness
1: you're right i mean obviously there there has been a lot going on both locally and overseas so it can be that sort of sense of like oh well, wow, here we go again, but it's really important, isn't it, particularly I think for Christians that we can, as we're able to, to support, and even just at the very least to pray, because sometimes you can sort of just become so blasé, like, oh, well, that's on the other side of the world, what does it matter to us? But we need to be praying for uh, people that have lost loved ones, that have lost homes, that you know their entire world's been turned upside down
2: yeah absolutely it has and i think it's easy when you're watching these things the images and the videos coming through on social media on news channels we can get desensitized if we see a lot of that too often we've got to try and stop slow down pause put ourselves in that position try and remember a time in our own lives where we've been affected by something really tragic and let that compassion well up on the inside of us so that we can lend our thoughts our prayers our hearts toward people there is nothing like a disaster to bring people together of all kinds of faiths, to to be in the Northern Rivers, the Lismore area, and to be side by side with other Muslims and other faiths trying to bring relief to people is the greatest part of humanity, right? We mm. see all these things working together when 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 it's fully human, to lend a helping hand. And I think that's the great Aussie spirit.
1: Another question for you, Ethan, as far as, and obviously it's only early days there in Morocco, but what's the response been uh, from the Moroccan people or even from the, the government and I guess, you know the you know leaders in Morocco as far as the you know the desire to bring aid from uh, the U.S. and from around the world.
0: Yeah, sometimes that can be tricky, in, in different places it can be difficult to to get through. Uh, but it seems in this case that they're they're open to aid, international aid coming in. Uh, that's the response that we've heard so far. So we're gonna we're gonna go that direction, and and bank on that being true for the rest of the time, and, and just do our, our our best to get that supply there. As quickly as possible. That's the issue now. Is the the clock is ticking. We want to get the supply there as quickly as possible. There are so many people who have been affected by this. Their houses destroyed, and even in the mountainous regions, we haven't even gotten to a lot of those areas yet to find out what the what they're like, what they look like, because the roads have been blocked. So there's a lot of initial work still to be done. Uh, but as we do, we're 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 making plans for longer term, uh, getting uh, supply on ship. So that it's shipped over so that we know that when we get something there in less than a week now by buying in country, we still have supply coming in behind that in different mm. ways. So uh, we hit it from a lot of different different angles.
1: Joel, you mentioned before about this idea of uh, donor fatigue, but even just, I think, you know, natural disaster fatigue. Like we get to the point of like thinking, oh, wow, you know, there's just this constant wave of things going on around the world. And the reality is that responses to these disasters is a long-term project. You know, like, Ethan, you just mentioned before that you're still in Syria and Turkey. That's somewhere that's not that long ago, but it's, it's out of the spotlight now, isn't it? So how do you guys kind of negotiate, I guess, you know, keeping people aware of, you know, what's going on, you know, the fact that there still is a need and that there will be a need in Morocco for quite some time. Joel, how do you sort of communicate that? Uh, you know, once the the media moves away and the the news uh, team sort of you know, forget the fact that uh, there's been an earthquake, a devastating earthquake in Morocco.
2: Yeah, it's difficult, Robo, because you know we're not there, you're not there in person and when we're we're when there in person, it's not in front and center. Um, so it's just on socials, in conversations, um, I think just trying to really help people understand the world at large around us is hurting and we keep bringing those stories back in front of people i, I would just say you know our, our society that's rushed fanatic it, it's, it doesn't lend itself towards compassion because we're just on to the next thing now if i can just say also in regard to the news moving on so quickly out of an area it, it that's just part of society it's part of what happens you've got to report on the next big thing that's going on right so it's not like it's anyone's fault that these things the news cameras pull out, the radios are gone, everyone's on something else. It's nobody's mm. fault. It's just everyone's got their part to play. And I would just say to everyone in Australia, just slow down when you hear that someone's hurting. Don't don't brush it off. Don't be too quick to dismiss it. Um, ask that second question. You know, it's easy for us to say, G'day, Robert. How are you going? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. And we just move on, mate. Mm. that second question. Just ask that second question because there are people who are in Australia right now who are from that part of Africa. They live here and they're part of that that area and they've got family, they've got friends there. And so it's just being mindful. So I'd I'd say a great thing for us to do today, this week, is if you are mixing with people that you know are from Africa, maybe ask that second question. How are you going? Do you have friends and family over near Morocco? And start the conversation and that will in turn cause uh, to bring understanding. Understanding brings more compassion, more empathy, And even if you can't give financial assistance, you can give time, energy. You can give a whole lot of love. Everyone's got something to give. You've got time, resources, and talent. What have you got the most of right now? That's what we should do.
1: Mm, That's great. That's a really good response. Well, if people want to find out more, convoyofhope.org.au is a place to go to to see what's happening, obviously, here in Australia and overseas, so convoyofhope.org.au. And uh, yeah, maybe you've got uh, some time, talent or resource that you will be able to uh, uh, contribute. But uh, as I said, I mean, really, prayer is a, an essential thing. And I might actually ask, and I'll put you on the spot here, Joel, but uh, haven't uh, primed you for this. But it, would you mind just uh, leading us? And we'll encourage our listeners to uh, join our hearts together with you as you pray for the people of Morocco right now. That
2: would be a great joy. Thanks, Robert. Father, we... We're moved, and we want to be more moved. God, we, we need your love for people to fill our hearts. We, we want to feel what you feel when you look at the earth. And so we ask now, be, beyond anything, that we would just stop. We'd pause. We'd take this moment, even as we're listening, as we're watching this back on other channels, we would stop, and we would just take a moment. God, what do you see? What are you hearing right now? The criers of the people of Morocco, the, the other family and friends around the world who've got loved ones there. And Lord, we ask that you would soften the hearts of those in leadership in Morocco, uh, help international aid to not be restricted, but to get to people. We just want to help people. We want to reach the need. And Lord, we ask that you would fill our hearts, give us wisdom. Uh, Those that are on the front line, I know our team that are arriving in the next 24 hours, Lord, give them great protection, great wisdom. May resources be opened. Lord, anyone who's listening right now, help us connect together to make a way for these beautiful people of Morocco. And Lord, move our hearts to compassion in other areas, in our own circles, our own world. Right now, today, our eyes and hearts be open to see the need and respond the way that you would. In Jesus' name,
1: Amen. Mm, amen. 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 Awesome. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Ethan. Appreciate the update. And again, convoyofhope.org.au is the place to go to find out more about what Convoy is up to, uh, but also obviously to keep an eye on what's happening there in Morocco, and I, I guess social media wise, what's your handle for people yep. to keep a track of what's happening?
2: Yeah, everywhere on socials. It's Convoy of Hope AU. Mm-hmm. Just put that AU at the end, and you'll find us. Otherwise, it'll be the Americas, or it'll be somewhere in the Philippines. Social <laughs> media is everywhere, so just put AU at the end of Convoy of Hope. If you want a different country, put a different country code, and you'll find us.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thanks again for the update, guys, and uh, yeah, God's a rich blessing on you as you continue to respond to uh, these uh, huge needs around the world. Thanks, thanks Robo.